You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with my good friend John Beeler. We're your guide to digital living. We're across Canada now. We're Canada's biggest and most popular tech radio show. And I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in over the years. And a special shout out to our new Toronto listeners uh, as well. In today's program, we'll be talking about porting your phone number over to a competitor. A lot of people want to get in on the latest deals. There's lots of deals right now. It's incredible. We're going to tell you about what to look out for and some of the crazy things that can go wrong. Yes. Things you need to sort of pay attention to, extra attention to, while you're doing these porting back and forth. Yeah, some nightmare stories. We'll also be talking about privacy when it comes to your home. If you type in your address into Google, you can actually see a picture of your house. Google has been traveling the world with their Google cars and cameras, uh, taking pictures of everyone's homes to put into their street view. Well, we're going to show you how you can actually get out of that, how to blur the picture step by step. We'll also be looking at some new smart TV devices, one from Roku and one from Google. They've got some really cool new boxes coming out uh, that will allow you to watch all your favorite streaming shows. And uh, we're actually giving away one of them, the Roku Streaming Bar. Stream Bar. Stream Bar. If you want to, to enter our contest, as always, getconnectedmedia.com. Hit the newsletter tab and follow the instructions there. Let's get into some of the tech news, uh, John. Did you see this? Amazon, and what aren't they into now? Uh, they're coming out with a new system to, to read your palm as identification for their stores. Will it tell you your future too? <laughs> I can tell you. You're going to have less money by the time you leave that store. Uh, you've had a chance to go into the Amazon Go stores. No, actually, US. I haven't. Oh, my God. I, I, I thought know. you would be in there. Uh, well, I wanted to, but uh, it was just a little too far when I was in uh, Seattle last. So I... I checked one out in Seattle. I've been in there a couple times now. And you basically go into the store. Uh, you've got to uh, scan your Amazon ID with your phone. And once you're in there, there's there's no cash registers. You just basically take all the chocolate bars and sandwiches you want and then walk out. And then it just automatically dings your Amazon account. So it's it could be an expensive buffet. Yes, it, it could be. I tried tricking it. Like I tried hiding stuff in my coat but I don't know what kind of magic camera system they have. I was not able to fool it at all. So they have a new way to pay. For those people that don't have an Amazon account, don't want an Amazon account, you're still obviously going to have to get your your palm scan so you're in the system <laughs> with your credit card. So it just doesn't really matter. Yeah, you're, 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 you're kind of done. Um, but it'll allow you to go into your, the Amazon store. You scan your palm in as you go in. And it'll just know it's you. Again, you can take all the stuff you want. There's no cash register. As you leave, it'll just ding your credit card. But have they opened more of these stores? They're opening more okay. in large cities. And I believe they're going to be opening well. Are they right beside police stations? <laughs> Why? Because cops like the donuts and well, maybe. sandwiches? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, the plan was to roll them out into airports. I don't know how that's going right now. <laughs> but uh, they're also talking about... Uh, you know, opening this technology up to other applications and retailers as well. So we'll have to see how that uh, all goes. But that is kind of the future, isn't it, John? Grocery stores with no cashiers. We're going that way. Yeah, I mean, I think... For better or for worse. We're all getting pretty used to contactless payment right now. So yeah. this is just the, the next step up from that. You know, the, the question I have is for the people that don't want to do it. 
Well, they won't. You know, like maybe some older folks that just aren't as tech savvy. Are they going to go in and? It, it depends on what they're offering in there that would compel them to go in to want to buy it, right? If they don't need an Amazon device because they're not set up on Amazon, they wouldn't go into an Amazon store. If it's a grocery store, that might be different. They might be forced to learn. Okay, moving on to more news. Amazon again. Uh, this is just down the States right now. Uh, they've set up a, a monthly subscription for men. I guess they already have this for women. I didn't know this. It's a personal shopper for men. It's four ninety five US a month. And essentially, you go in and you set up your profile. You've got to answer a whole bunch of questions about your style and your preferences. And then from that point on, every month, they send you a box, I think, of like seven or eight items from shoes to shirts to pants. And that allows you to try these on, pick the ones you want, and then send back the ones you don't. I actually kind of like this idea. It's interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because right now, when I do buy online, you buy it, you try it on at home, and like, oh, it doesn't fit or I don't like the look, you send it back. Yes. This is like, here's some things we think you might like without me having to go look for, because I'm quite an impulse shopper. Like, I'm like, oh, I need cargo shorts and I'll go and look for cargo shorts. I'll order them and yeah. if I like them, I'll buy them. Um, but I like the idea of the algorithm, as it as we call it now, uh, making these dis- style decisions for me. Dressed by Amazon. <laughs> so this is just in the US right now. Uh, and again, it's a personal shopping uh, subscription service for men, but it's kind of appealing. It's five bucks a month. Plus and, the cost of your clothes. Well, you got to, yeah, you got to purchase any of the clothes you keep, but the shipping is free both ways, of course. Yeah. As it is on Amazon, but if you have a prime account, but what I think is interesting about this though, is the, what it chooses to send you, I yes. think will be really interesting to see. And also like, is it going to send me like, you know, the, the $10 t-shirt or is it going to send me the $800 t-shirt? I presume that's part of the questioning that happens at the will, beginning is what kind you, of what your monthly what budget your price range is. Yeah. 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 And you'll be getting leather pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you will. I, God, I hope so. I've been dying for those. Um, is this another nail in the coffin of brick and mortar retail? What do you think? I don't think so. I, I, me personally, and I know a lot of people still really like going on, going to an actual store, feeling the fabrics, trying things on. I get the idea you can get this mailed to you or sent to you and then send it back if you don't like it. But, you know, Amazon's not going to carry every brand that I'm interested in either. No. Right? So, and that's kind of the appeal or has always been the appeal of going into a store is trying on some stuff, feeling some new fabrics, some new designs, that kind of thing. So, I think this will be good for people that need some basics. Although, right now, we all just need sweatpants and (laughs) t-shirts. Like seven different pairs of sweatpants in the box. Do you need seven different pairs though? Like some do, some yeah. do. Yeah. Anyway, uh, down in the U.S. right now, no word on when that's going to roll out into Canada. But I think something that uh, a lot of people might be uh, interested in. Don't forget to hit our website, getconnectedmedia.com. We've got all our audio and video podcasts up there of this show. Of course, our sister show as well, the App Show, which can be heard on this station uh, as well. And, uh, of course, the contest. We're giving away a Roku stream bar. This is a fantastic sound bar slash smart TV, all built into one and super compact as well. This will fit in any room in any home. And, again, getconnectedmedia.com. All you have to do is go to the newsletter tab to enter to win. And uh, 
once you've entered in once, you're entered into all the contests going forward for the rest of the year. So we're giving away thousands of dollars in prizes. You got to enter. When we come back from the break, we'll be talking about these new streaming sticks and TV devices from Google and Roku and which one is the best for you. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. Still lots to talk about in today's program. Later on, we'll be talking about porting your number to a different carrier and some of the things that can go wrong. Also, are you concerned about your privacy? Well, many people uh, have tried this. You can actually Google your address and in Google Street View, get a picture of your home. We'll tell you how to blur it so no one can see what your house looks like. Let's talk about some uh, new announcements this week, John, when it comes to smart TVs. One from Roku and one from Google. Start with Roku. So Roku is one of the biggest smart TV platforms in the world right now. You can either buy a separate little box or stick that you can plug into any TV that has an HDMI connection, or you can buy some of these new TVs that actually have the Roku smart TV platform built right in. The thing I like about it, John, is it's just stupid simple. If you want to watch Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, Disney, Apple TV Plus, it's all there and simple to use. Yeah, and it's that's the the simplicity is probably their key selling point compared to a lot of the other options. Uh, and it's built into so many TVs now as well, so that makes it even easier just to get up and running. Well, they've just come out with a new version of their uh, their I guess box, but they've actually incorporated it into a soundbar. Yeah, this is a 4K streaming system that has a Dolby soundbar built in. I I, I got to be honest, I'm really impressed with this. This is under $200. It's a small soundbar, and it takes up hardly any room. Typically, when you see soundbars, they're kind of like the width of the TV. <laughs> or bigger. Or bigger. This one here is about a quarter of the size. So you can mount it underneath your TV with a, a bracket, or you can just have it right on the mantle or right in front of the TV if you've got it on uh, a cabinet or something. Yeah, very small, very easy. Uh, I, I guess we should point out that this isn't a surround soundbar. A lot of a lot of soundbars have like uh, additional speakers you can wirelessly wirelessly connect or a subwoofer. This does not have that. It's all contained in this one single unit, which you know for a lot of people I think is a really good idea because it's it's perfect for like dorms, you know, small apartments, those kind of places. But even like your you know your bedroom TV, for example, if you want to add a little bit more oomph to the sound, I'm totally getting getting one for my bedroom yeah. like i've got a tv in there the sounds okay but this thing would just you know give it that extra pop yeah. essentially so uh a few things this thing doesn't have like the latest dolby atmos and and all of that surround stuff this is just kind of your basic soundbar but again like you said john for most people it'll do the trick yeah yeah and, and when you think about what you're actually getting for the price you're basically getting their uh their premium i think they call it premiere uh the 4k streaming device yes and a soundbar for the price of basically a soundbar yeah i mean a lot of soundbars we've seen caught they start at 200 dollars. yeah and this includes the streaming service and all the functionality of that plus the other nice thing about it this that actually has a unified remote that will control your tv as well I love that. Yeah. I hate having all the different remotes. Uh, if you already have a TV that has Roku built in, you can still use this. It works really well with that. But I, I would see this as a great gift idea coming into the holiday season. I think they're going to kill with this. Yeah. Because this is something that I would buy for my, my parents yeah. as well. Because um, they've got a TV. It's okay. The sound's okay. But I think this would really enhance uh, the, the audio experience. It's funny, though, that you mentioned your parents. Because I think a lot of people, they kind of undervalue 
the sound quality of their TV. Oh, the sound's fine. You know, yeah. it's fine. And then you put the sound bar in front of them, like, oh, it was awful before. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But you don't know what you don't know, right? Right. Yeah. Like you just listening to the sound out of your regular TV. You don't have anything to compare it against yeah. inside your house. I'm telling you, like a sound bar makes all the difference. So I'm excited to get our hands on this. We will, I think, in the next week or so. Uh, so we'll give you a, a review on that up on our website, getconnectedmedia.com. We'll be fighting over it, I think. I think we will. Another big announcement, Google. They have announced a new Chromecast. And what is exciting about this particular one is that it actually has Google TV built into it as well. It's like a smart TV streaming device. So Chromecast, for the listeners that don't know what that is, these are these little dongles, like tiny little devices, about the size of a watch, like a round watch face with a a little connector that you put into the back of your TV through the HDMI port. And so that allowed users to what they call cast or send the signal from their smartphone or their laptop to the TV so they could watch things like Netflix. Yeah. Whatever was on your device, you could stream it to the TV. Makes it really easy to share something maybe you just shot or something you found on Facebook or something like that to a, you know more than one person. I got to be honest, I was never a fan. It never really worked. For, it was kind of janky. Uh, I, for me, it was about 50-50. You know, I would try to do it. That's that's not good. No, no, no. Because, you know, for whatever reason, there'd be an update and that kind of, and I have Chromecast on all of my TVs. So whether it's a dedicated device or it's built into the TV itself. Um, And whenever you have Chromecast, you have like this little icon, like on YouTube and other places, wherever you're watching this footage to that sort of lets you know that you can, there's actually a device nearby that you can send this to. And half the time I would do that, it would get a pop-up saying, oh, you need to enter this code or do something. I'm like, oh, God, I'll just show it to you on my phone. It's just faster. Yeah. So what is exciting about this one is that it has all that Chromecast stuff in it, but it also has smart TV into it as well. It's got Google TV now. And so this is, I guess, an evolution of their Android TV platform. I think the the, the key di- you know, distinction with this particular platform is you know, we talk a lot about having like a native Android experience on a Pixel phone, for example. Yes. This is a native Android TV experience on a Google device. Yes. So that's going to be huge. And, you know, it's going to be fast. It's going to be reliable, hopefully. Well, so this is like getting a Roku yeah. stick or an Apple TV box. Yep. It's Google's version. And so uh, from what I've seen so far, we're getting our hands on one as well to review. Uh, You can have Netflix, Amazon Prime, like all your favorite stuff, plus thousands of other uh, Android TV apps as well. And I believe it'll work with Stadia. Yes. It's their their video game platform too. So this is a powerful little device for under a hundred bucks. Yeah, I think what's really interesting about this one, um, whenever you use like your Amazon Prime device, like a like a Alexa Fire TV stick or the Apple TV, it kind of shows you you know where stuff is. Uh, you kind of have like this uh, amalgamated view of all the things. What I like about the Google version, the Google TV aspect of things, you can actually turn off the services you don't actually have. Yeah, and if it does, for whatever reason, recommend something, it actually puts a little lock icon so that it lets you know, like, oh, that looks like a cool movie. Oh, but I don't actually have that service. Like, you, so you actually know where these things are coming from, which I find is kind of a problem sometimes when I'm browsing, you know, looking for something to watch. And then I'll click through. And I'm like, oh, well, you can rent it for $30. Or <laughs> like, <laughs> Exactly. Well, so th- that's the feature, John, that's kind of the magic sauce in this. It'll actually take like the best shows and, and movies and recommend them to you right on the front screen. Yeah. So from Netflix, uh, Netflix and Amazon Prime, it's kind of like a TV guide. 
Yeah. 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 Or like your best buddy that tells you what shows to watch. Yeah. So I, I got to be honest, this is the first time that I've actually been excited about one of these Chromecasts. Uh, so this also comes with a remote control. Yes. Uh, to control everything. And I think Roku's got uh, a huge competitor on their hands now. I think the the difference, though, is Roku has such a huge installed base. It's going to take a while for Google to get anywhere close to this. Unless, especially, you know, like we like we said off the top, it hasn't been 100% smooth sailing for the Chromecast users. Yeah. But I think with this new uh, integration of the Android slash Google TV, uh, they've said that they're also going to be licensing this to TV manufacturers. So um, they'll be eating Roku's lunch. Well, and definitely this is going to kill off those those kind of sketchy Android TV boxes. Yes, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay, we're going to have to take a break. When we come back, still a lot more to talk about here on Get Connected. We'll be telling you how you can remove your house picture from the Google Street View if you want to take back some of your privacy. We'll go through the steps on that. And we're going to be talking about porting your number. If you want to move to a new cell phone, carrier because you're not happy with the one you have now or they've got a great deal on the other competitor uh we'll tell you some of the crazy stories (laughs) things that can go wrong and what you can do to uh, avoid some of that you're listening to get connected here on the chorus radio network back after this you are back with get connected mike agarbo here with john beeler don't forget to hit the website getconnectedmedia.com we've got a great contest going there giving away a samsung galaxy a51 smartphone it's pretty cool. All you have to do is go to the newsletter tab and all the instructions are there. Uh, let's talk about Google Street View. Have Ever you looked at your house lately? Not not for a while, no. So for the listeners who haven't tried this, if you type in your address into Google and follow the link, takes you into Google Maps, you can actually see a photo of the front of your house. Uh, so Google over the years and continues to do so actually goes around the world with their little cars with cameras on top of them and basically photo maps everything. Have you ever seen one of these cars go by? Yes, I have a yeah. few times now. Yeah. I was actually in a park in Northern Ireland and they had a little trike with the cameras on it going through this park, mapping it. Did you do anything to, to be... Oh, he let me ride it. Oh, the, the Google guy let me ride it. Oh, wow. I don't think they were taking any photos when I was riding it, but... And I don't know how far he gets because everyone wants to take pictures with him. <laughs> so it's kind of cool, right? Because you can type in an address and it's been helpful helpful for me if I'm going somewhere. You can see where you're going to and what it looks like. It's helpful for businesses, especially. Uh, I think that's probably, well, actually, you know, it's helpful for any anytime you have to go to some new place that you've never been to before. Yeah. And it's also like, when, you know, when we could travel, I used to use it all the time to sort of pre-scope out around the hotel we were staying at. Uh, to see what what options are around. You know, where's the nearest coffee shop and that kind of thing. So some people have an issue with this when it comes to privacy. And so there is a solution now. If you don't want a picture of your house on Google in Street View, uh, they have a mechanism now for you to remove it. That's great. Yes. Would you remove yours? Do you care enough? Well, I I live in a townhouse complex. Yeah. So no. You don't care? No, because my neighbor's would care less. Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder if you went in and, and tried to have it removed, if it would just blur the entire complex out. No, I think I, I, I seem to recall actually being able to find my own, my own car and my carport. Okay. Yeah. So uh, if you want to get your home off of Google Street View, there is a mechanism. You'll have to go into Google Maps, uh, obviously to your, uh, your house, and 
there's uh, a place uh, in the bottom there that basically uh, is report an issue. And if you go in there, you can ask to have the image blurred on your house. You're gonna have to enter in your email address and why you want it blurred. So nice of Google to <laughs> make you jump through these hoops. But what's stopping me from having your house blurred? I don't know. Like what? so, so the, so you gotta be careful because Google says this is permanent. Right. So yeah, could I could I blur your house? Well, the, the, what I'm curious is what what amount of verification are they actually doing to see if we're actually the homeowner in question? And also, what happens if you move? Well, that's what I was thinking, right? Yeah. How permanent is it then? What if I want my house unblurred because the previous owner blurred it? Right. And, you know, maybe you have a business or See, something else that you're... The problems we have right now. COVID's ravaging the world and we're talking about blurring our house online. <laughs> the photo of it. But again, I think this is a useful tool. I know some people hate it, having their photo up there and they feel it's an invasion of privacy. Again, go into the Google Street View and uh, there is a mechanism called report a problem in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen. And in there, you can actually uh, select my home and request the blurring. I would like to be able to be notified when the when the little car is going to be coming by my house. So I can stand out front and like wave at the car and be in Google Maps. Well, it's interesting. Uh, our friends uh, that live uh, out near us, they were actually out. It was a summer day and the car went by. And so a while later, they checked online. I don't know how if that was weeks or months or whatever, and they were all out there. And it took a while because Google supposedly blurs faces. They do do that. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. But their faces weren't blurred for a while. Oh. Yeah. It took a while to blur their faces. Interesting. I, 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 well, I'd be curious to know what the turnaround time is from when you see the car to when it actually shows up uh, online. So... Again, uh, if you want to have your house blurred on Google Maps, uh, you know, go into there to the Street View, report a problem, and you can see the uh, the menu there. Don't forget Bing, Microsoft's search engine, does the same thing. How could I forget Bing? Well, I think most people do. <laughs> I don't know how that <laughs> thing is still going. Uh, but uh, on Bing Maps, the uh, the process is very similar. Again, what's the verification program? Like, what's to stop me from blurring the Safeway? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can make up John from Safeway at <laughs> gmail.com. That's right. Like, I, I hope there's some process. They haven't detailed how they follow up on that, how long it takes, what is the criteria. Do you have to go to court? <laughs> exactly. Well, well, we'll be following up on that. We are going to have to take a break. You are listening to Get Connected right now. When we come back, we're going to be talking about porting your number. A lot of people change carriers on their cell phones. And of course, they want to take their number. And thank God you can do that. But we want to talk about some of the challenges some people are having and what you can do to make sure that it goes as smoothly as possible. You're listening to Get Connected here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. Welcome back to Get Connected, your guide to digital living. want to give a shout out again to our new Toronto listeners on Toronto 640. They can listen to us uh, every Saturday evening uh, and also check out our sister show, The App Show, comes on uh, right after or before. I can't remember. <laughs> we'll have to double check that. Uh, but The App Show is great. Uh, it's all about the world of mobile tech and apps. Uh, and apps are in everything now from uh, cars to TVs to toasters. It's crazy. Uh, but it's a fantastic, fantastic show. I want to talk now about uh, porting your cell phone number. This is something that was introduced a while back and 
thank goodness, because now it's super easy for you to change carriers if you're not happy with a plan or a better plan comes out, one of the competitors. Which you just did recently? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm trying out Shaw right now. And I gotta be honest, I kind of goofed up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> because I got one of the Shaw plans. Uh, Shaw has got this crazy deal out west here in Canada. If you're one of their um, customers, their internet customers, yes, you can get a plan for like 25 gigs of fast data. It's unlimited, but you get 25 gigs of fast data for 45 bucks a month, unlimited talk and text. It's like freaking amazing. Yeah. So I did I did that, but then I also got a, I did one of the phones as well. Right. And then I went on vacation. And so I haven't I hadn't opened it or anything. I just thought, you know, I'm, just, I'm not going to open it until I'm 100% sure that I'm Shaw. And guess what? Roger's phones while I'm away. The Winback. The Winback. And, and you know, it's kind of pissed me off a bit, I'll tell you, John, because I've been phoning them for a while saying I'm not happy with my plans and talking about some other plans that were in the market that were cheaper. And they're like, nah, can't do anything. And, you know, I went to loyalty. You know, you always go to the loyalty department. So anyway, now they're phoning me. Hey, Mike, we love you. We'll be, we'll be better this time, baby. <laughs> Come back. So they offer the same plan that I have on Shaw for 45 bucks. And so it was kind of, it was kind of appealing to me because Shaw is, is is good. Make no make no mistake. But the Rogers network is faster. There's no question. And you know I've got these other devices like Apple Watches and stuff that have cellular that I can get cellular plans for. Shaw just doesn't have that yet. It's it's all coming. So my mistake is I let that about you know I got that phone with a plan, and I let four weeks go by in the fine print. You only have 15 days to return it. Yes. Even though I hadn't opened it, Doesn't Shaw matter. would not take it back. So now I'm a Shaw customer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wanted to talk about that, though, because these these winbacks and this all this... Um, Porting of numbers. Yeah, just switching carriers. I mean, this is frustrating for consumers who have to navigate this pile of different deals and things like that all the time it's also must be frustrating for the carriers who are constantly porting out and porting back in all of their customers um but i wanted to relay a, a friend of mine he did basically the same thing who wants to remain anonymous <laughs> yeah he, he didn't want this to be public with his name attached to it but what he, he did basically the same thing as you did but he wasn't a shaw customer he has telus uh, internet and cable so he um he went with Freedom, um, and Telus basically said, or sorry, Rogers, his his carrier said, we can't give you any of those deals because you haven't left us yet, which is the same thing that yeah. you experienced, right? It's like, you need to leave before we can give you the win back. I'm like, what a major waste of everyone's time. And you know what's even a bigger waste? I'm, I was going to port two of my other numbers over to Shaw as well, yeah. and I told the person at Rogers, the win back people, hey, well, I've already did one, and yeah, potentially I'll go back, but... You know, I've got these other two I'm, I'm wanting to switch over. Can you help yeah. me with those? And they're like, no, not until you switch them. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. So the the thing that happened with my friend is he he ported to Freedom. Freedom is the same network that Shaw uses. Yeah. But they're and, available across Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then he went to Whistler. Yeah. And it was that one one weekend when there was a major accident and they were literally sitting on the highway for like five hours. Yes. With no cell service because they were on freedom. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So let's just they say don't, they don't have the coverage. 
not in the particular spot that they were stuck in. One of the people in the car had Rogers. They had no problem. The, pe- <laughs> the people that had ported, they were all very mad. Yes. So then there was this like, okay, come on. Then Rogers calls my friend back saying, hey, you've left. Come back. Here's the deal. And it was actually even a better deal. And so what they had to do is he accepted the offer. I think they also threw in a tablet as well, which I think is... Yeah, they had that for me too. One, one of the offers for you. Um, and so he did that and they have to mail the SIM cards to him. So he was supporting uh, three numbers. And he was, I mean, for people that don't know, he was already paying like close to $200 for his family for three phones. Yes. Right. And he also had an iPad and an Apple watch that had cell service. Okay. He was paying about 180 and change. Yeah. Switching to freedom or Shaw, it would have been half that price. Yes. And he would have gotten more data. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, he, so he did that and then he decided to switch back because they were basically able to match it like the same offer you got. But two of th- all the SIM cards arrived he put two SIM cards in, uh, his and his daughter's, ported within 20 minutes. Yeah. Put the one in for his wife, arguably the most important person in the house. Nothing. Okay. So he's like calling in, like, what's going on? Why is why didn't this happen right away? And it's like, oh, we're looking into it, but it could take up to 72 hours for this three, to port. Three days. Three days. Yeah. yeah. This is literally like they press a button and it just happens, yes. right? The, the porting back. But it also has to have a handshake with Freedom that basically says, okay, well, we're going to cancel the number here and send it over to Rogers. Yeah. Right? Um, very long story short, it wasn't three days. It ended up being almost a week before it got resolved. And my friend is the one that figured it out. Because he had them read back the number that was being ported. It wasn't his wife's number. It was someone else's number. Yeah. So what they had done, they actually ported a landline into this new SIM for Rogers that they had. So imagine if... What a mess. Imagine if your household phone line just went dead. Yeah. (laughs) And now... You wouldn't even know where to go. Well, right. Because who knows what, what carrier that landline was with. But what about the security aspect there? Well, there's that too. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently they had entered the phone number correctly in the system, but when they actually did the the porting machine that they have to use, someone miskeyed a number. Oh my God. Right. But no, there was no checks and balances in place for that. So, you know, it took them a week to get it sorted. They did get it sorted eventually. And the poor person whose landline they... Who knows? Yeah. I don't know that that sounds like a big mess that, you know, how do you undo that? <laughs> Unport a SIM card, you know. So, so what's the lesson here, John? You, you have to be careful when you're porting these. You got to make sure you check it right away. Yeah. It shouldn't take days. It should happen very quickly. No. And, and that's the thing is get them to read back your numbers that yeah. they're porting because, it, you know, you're telling them a number over the phone and you can misunderstand somebody very easily, especially on a bad cell phone connection. Um, so just make sure that they're very explicit about the numbers that they're porting and that they're typing into the right system. One issue I did have when I was porting over my wife's phone is that uh, the the phone worked right away, but the data would not work for the life of me. Yeah. And so, you know, they say, turn your phone on and off again. That did nothing. Uh, we had to go into the settings and there's one area where you can reset the network settings. Right. And that did the trick. So that's a little tip for the people out there who 
our porting numbers over, the data is not working, reset the, the network settings. And that, that works on iOS and Android. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking with uh, some Canadians that won the James Dyson Engineering Award. Uh, award. These, it's a very cool, cool thing. You're listening to Get Connected here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and John here. Again, visit our webpage and enter our contest giving away a Roku stream bar. This thing is fantastic. This will fit into any TV that has an HDMI port. It makes the TV smart with the Roku smart TV interface, which is super simple. Comes with a remote control as well, of course. And it's got a built-in sound bar. It is a sound bar. And it's compact. This thing will fit anywhere, any size TV in any size home. And it's just so simple to set up. And even if you've got one of these smart Roku TVs already, this still works really well. Go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, hit the newsletter tab and enter to win. And Bob's your uncle. Uh, You know, we were talking about porting there, uh, John. It's amazing how many deals have come out in the past uh, few weeks. Like, I don't know what's been happening. I think, obviously, there's a lot of competition going on right now. But it's the first time in a long time where I've seen some half-decent prices for data. Yes. I wonder if it's going to continue as we get close to the iPhone launch because that's generally when people will actually make some big switches because they want to get a new phone. And Black Friday and Amazon Prime Day, whatever form those take are coming up here as well. And of course, holiday season. So uh, I think it's a good thing. Like we've been, I feel, paying too much for data. Like I'm on that Shaw plan for 45 bucks because I'm a Shaw customer and I, I get unlimited data. And like I'm already seeing uh, Rogers and Telus coming down in price. Everybody is being forced to, which is good because they were already too high. I think so. Got to thank all the folks that helped put our show together. John, of course, here, my uh, producer and co-host. Christina, our uh, our main gal, and getting us uh, all uh, together with all the different segments every week. Of course, Stephen and Graham and AJ. Don't forget to hit the website, getconnectedmedia.com, to enter the contest. And just some great content up there. How-to videos, tips and tricks on uh, how to make the most out of your smart home and smart devices. We'll see you again next time.